Would you pray with me? God, thank you for bringing us to this time and be with us today. Open our, hands, our hearts and minds to your word and show us how to walk with steadfast faithfulness. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The scripture chosen for today is in the book of Joshua in the Old Testament. And we're going to read chapter 1, verses 5 to 9. And here's what the scripture says for us today. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead this people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I will give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Faith over fear. Fear is a primal emotion. It produces that flight, fight, or freeze reaction which has kept humans alive in the face of danger through the millenniums. And fear can kill us, if not physically, it can kill dreams, break relationships, divide communities, and sap joy. Hundreds of times, God's word says, do not be afraid. It takes faith to overcome fear. It takes trust, trust that God will make everything work for good. We don't need to fight or fly in the face of fear. We can learn to trust the God who is bigger than any danger, any fear. So what do you fear? Personal failure? Disappointing others? Uncertainty about the future? Financial difficulties? Death? Direction of our country? Fear of dependency? Maybe an insect or an animal? These are times of fear and uncertainty for some. Still, God tells us, do not be afraid. So one thing is certain. God has not left us during these times when the world is facing a pandemic. When everything has changed, his presence is with us each and every day. Now, these last couple of months have been all about changes of plans. Staying at home, social distancing, being careful about the virus has led to much anxiety, even fear in our lives. 
and our best laid plans are in disarray. Even in the best of times, many have fear of the future. But when the future is so unclear as it is now, we may experience that anxiety and fear. And I think that we don't need to be afraid or ashamed of our fear. Fear is a natural human emotion that we all experience. Stress management expert says that only 2% of our worrying time is spent on things that might actually be helped by worrying. The other 98% are 40% of things that never happen, 30% of things that can't be changed, 15% of things that turn out better than expected, and 8% useless petty worries. Accepting our fear can help us begin to think about what we are feeling and perhaps gain insight about what fears we can do something about and which ones we cannot. It helps us identify and work on so it doesn't consume us or overwhelm us. That it doesn't take over our lives. And God provides us resources in the face of our fears. So we have two choices in life. We can allow our lives to be controlled by fear, or we can take control of our fears and live by faith in God's promises. And Joshua, Joshua was in need of strength and courage. Go and be strong and courageous. That is God's invitation to Joshua as he prepares to lead the Israelites to the promised land. Now, the narrator of our passage doesn't reveal Joshua's feelings here, but we do hear the Lord tell him three times with increasing intensity. We hear in verse 6, be strong and courageous. In verse 7, we hear, be strong and very courageous. And in verse 9, we hear, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. And again, at the end of the chapter, the people tell Joshua, only be strong and courageous. So maybe Joshua was overwhelmed with fear at the time of his commissioning. Maybe he needed to hear these words up front in order to draw on them for strength and courage in the future. Either way, God knew he needed this message. God was calling Joshua to an impossible task. Can you imagine the fear that had to have swept over him at that moment? Imagine him. You mean I got to do what you called Moses to do? The greatest leader ever? That's what you asking me to do, God? And the answer that Joshua got was yes. So let's just, be, let's just get things clear here. The job that God had called Moses to wasn't easy. Lead about two million people. Fight against the enemies of God. Convince about 2 million people to follow him through the desert for 40 years. Manage complaints all the time. Provide food, water, and shelter for the people. 
meet with God often, deliver the word that God gave him to the people. And that was the job description for Joshua. Joshua was being tasked to take over all Moses' responsibilities. And Joshua had one thing going for him, though, and that was that he got to watch Moses lead as his assistant. So Joshua was becoming the leader of a nation, a nation with a history of grumbling, stubbornness, and rebellion. The Lord had caused the worst generation to die in the desert rather than enter into the promised land. But still, the Lord was calling Joshua to lead a nation whose name means wrestle with God. And one needs courage and strength to do that. So Joshua's task to lead Israel into the promised land is a momentous time for his people. Israel has been wandering in the wilderness waiting for this moment for 40 years. But from a broader theological perspective, Israel has been waiting for this for generations. Way back in the time of Abraham, before Israel even was a nation, before Abraham had any children at all, the Lord promised that Abraham's children would become a great nation and that they would inherit the land of Canaan. For where over 400 years, God's people have been waiting. And Joshua's call is to lead God's people into the long-awaited fulfillment. I suspect Joshua felt both the exhilaration and the pressure of leading in such a pivotal time. He needed strength. He needed courage. But there was also fear in his heart. And the obstacles ahead loom large. The promised land is not a land filled only with giant produce. It's also filled with giant people who are well prepared to fight. As one historian describes it, from a personal observation, Joshua knew that the Canaanites and others were vigorous people who live in strongly fortified cities. So frequent battles kept their warriors in trim fighting condition. And for most part, the land was mountainous and a fact that would make war maneuvers difficult. So Joshua was in need of strength and courage. And praise God, when the Lord called his people, he gives them what they need. So the Lord first tells Joshua to be strong and courageous on the basis of his promise. The Lord tells Joshua, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. The Lord had promised the land of Canaan to Abraham and his offspring by means of a covenant, whereby the Lord communicated in essence May I be cut into two if I don't keep my promise to you in Genesis 15. From generation to generation, the Lord has proven himself faithful in keeping his word. And Joshua can be strong and courageous on the basis of God's unfailing covenant and promise. 
Now the second time the Lord speaks strength and courage to Joshua, the focus is on practicing God's law. Obeying all the law my servant Moses gave you provides Joshua a tether that keeps him work in continuity with what of Moses. It puts Joshua in the proper posture of humility and submission to God's will. And because God's character commands him, provides a reflection that God will be with him. Following the law of Moses kept Joshua close to God's heart. And that's the kind of leader God's people need. And finally, the Lord tells Joshua to be strong and courageous on the basis of God's presence. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Ultimately, the success of Joshua's leadership and the welfare of God's people is depending on the abiding and guiding presence of God. When the Lord goes to, with his people, they have all the reason in the world to be strong and courageous. Even when they cross river and rugged terrain, even in battle, even in the face of giants, over 1,000 years later, it is the same God who again called his people to his word and promises his presence. He is the one whose name, like Joshua means, the Lord saves. But what we know about Joshua, we know that he did what God asked him to do. He led the people over the Jordan and into the promised land. And he did take possession of the land that God has promised for the people of Israel. How did he accomplish all that? Because even though he was afraid, even though because there was fear in his calling, his faith in God who had called him was greater than his fear of the thing God was calling him to do. His faith in God was greater than his fear. It was his faith that was strengthened by his confidence in the God who had called him. Just, that is, just the same that is our strength, our faith in God. God reminded Joshua of his faithfulness to keep his promises to him by telling him that just as he had been faithful to Moses, he will be faithful to him. And we have the benefit of hearing the same words, that God will never leave us or forsake us. We have the opportunity today to put our faith over our fears, to get courage, to let go and launch out and face our fears by putting faith over fear. Psalms 56, verse 3 and 4 says, When I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I will not be afraid. So my invitation for you today is to put your confidence in God. 
You notice that the psalmist admit that he is afraid. But when he put his trust in God, the fear subsides. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is moving ahead in spite of your fear. So the key to living by faith, the key to overcoming the fears that keep you bound up, the key to being liberated in life is to move in faith against your fear. Moving in faith is to trust God. Just like Joshua trusted God was going to be with him as he led the Israelites to the promised land. Trusting in God means we depend in him in every moment of our lives. He will take care of us, our needs, our loved ones, and our lives. God will take care of you. God will take care of your loved ones. Now, you do have to do your part of taking care of one another. If you do your part, if you take care of yourself and others, if you love your neighbor and protect them, you can trust that God will take care of you. Trust in him. Move in faith. He will take care of all of us. So remember, always choose faith over fear. May God bless us and be with us on the journey. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, thank you for this time that I have the privilege to share your word. God, work in our hearts that we can have the courage to move in faith, that we, Lord, can move forward trusting you, that we can have faith over our fears. May your spirit work in us during this week as we continue to meditate in this word. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.